Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Welcome back, everybody. It's Not Another True Crime Podcast. I'm Sarah Levine. And I'm Danny Murphy. You know, partners, wine, crime, time, anything that rhymes. Yes, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like before we get started, I have to, like, apologize for how acoustically this episode bad it's going to be because um, I'm at my parents' house and it is, like, the Brady Bunch, you guys. There's, like, my two parents, the three of, like, me and my siblings, my brother's wife, a dog like it's, wait you all are there right now yes it's crazy i'm like is this a 1920s boarding Ooh, house that is a lot of oh wow okay the walls are closing in i know <laughs> it sounds i mean you sound great and it sounds very quiet right now but i feel like it's like people are going to be like shuffling around for coffee and more soon yes i feel like that's about to happen so just apologies in advance for that i'll try to like quickly mute if like the dog goes crazy but you know, maybe he has some shit to say. The lady we're getting into has a, is a dog fan. But also, I feel that is kind of like we, because like we record when we're not in studio, we're in our apartments. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, honestly, I'm like, I, I got babies all around me. I, you know what? I mean, yes. like sometimes sounds just happen. Babies, construction, like. Oh, my God. And sometimes at the same time. And like, I'm like, the baby starts crying because of the construction. And I'm like, I want to cry also. But, sweetie, we got to, we got to, we got to, we got we to we keep it together. I thought you were about to make a joke like, and the baby is doing the construction, you know. We have terrible labor laws. I don't know. What am I talking about? I have no idea. <laughs> that, just, that just shows that that's home with fan brain. Yes. It is craziness. But... Today, well, first, we got to talk about a little bit of current events. Um, Lori Vallow's trial has started, mm-hmm. started this week, uh, jury selection. So, I mean, I feel like that trial just kept getting put off and put off. Yeah. And now the justice system is like, all right, bitch, it's your turn. <laughs> bitch, it's your turn. Your that, turn in the hot that seat. That should be kind of like what it, what, what, how they should announce the people. It's just like, or it's almost like a bingo. Like, do we yes. have B8? Yeah. Of course, there was another very high-profile arrest this week. <laughs> I, <laughs> well, high-profile, yes. Um, I know this is coming out the week in two weeks, so I hope we'll see if there's any more Trump dates. But uh, Trump dates, I like that. Lord knows, Lord knows. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, maybe we'll have to do a, a crossover app with the sub if that does happen. But yeah, we shall see. And also, I'm like, I'm like, can all of his people like not come to when like. May, like MTG was like, <laughs> my dad's in the background. I was like, because I was like trying to form a sentence, and I was just laughing at you, like looking and then going on mute. <laughs> Wait, and also, I feel like we need like five updates before we get into this because Trump was arraigned. Lori, the DNA test that we kind of oh my god, yes, would not be Madeline McCann was not Madeline McCann. Yeah, I mean, it was. Interesting, because I feel like when the news was breaking, you and I were like, "This is totally like we not both." And like, I guess now we could say it. We like because we didn't want to. Because like we, we mainly we didn't want to the the point oh one percent chance that mm-hmm. me and Sarah were incorrect. And I was right. We were like, "Who is this person on TikTok looking for clout?" Seriously, uh, and then it turns out we were correct. Um, and you know, and who know? Maybe they really thought, but now they know they didn't. Now they know they're not. I don't know, but it right. Was- I mean, I'll give it to her that I think she really thought that, um, and pro- perhaps some exactly. terrible things yeah. did and happen. It's, to hard, her it's as just hard because I was like, the only thing that well, I came because we became such a media I know. push again that I'm like, I oh, feel this bad. Woman just has to deal with some more effing stuff. Like it's just yeah. And uh, the final little updates are I don't even know if you saw this because it just uh, came out like a few minutes ago about how Jen Shaw is spending her prison time. No, how? <laughs> she is creating a play with her fellow inmates titled The Real Housewives of Brian. Is that the prison? Because she's in FPC Brian in Texas. <laughs> I want to hear everyone's taglines. 
I honestly, we, she honestly should send them out. Well, I mean, um, she's having like, I think Coach Shaw like put on Instagram like books that she's read. So maybe she'll put some script notes from books she's read. She's been in there for like a week. I know she's putting my Goodreads to shame. I mean, <laughs> if it's all true, right? <laughs> That's the next lie. Is like all the books she read in prison. Oh yeah, yeah. She's like, oh my god, yeah. She's like, uh, yeah, I. I I watched all these shows. I see in the movies. It's just gonna like lie about a lot of things, and someone's gonna be like, "Oh, what was your favorite part of it?" She's like, "Um, right." (laughs) Um, I feel like though, I could see Jen starting like a TikTok in prison. Like you know how Billy McFarland started that podcast. Oh yeah. Like I could see Jen on TikTok in prison. Oh, I could see. She's like instead of like getting. Like anything sent, she's like, can someone just send me a ring light? She just needs to feel so so true. Oh my god! Like I feel like she will go to sleep with a ring light on. She needs a ring light and like her glam, her Shaw Squad, but they can't send them. I know. Oh my god! It is one of those things. I mean, I feel if she's already she's been in there for like less than a month and she's already like organizing a play. Something tells Uh, me, yeah. I mean, it sounds like she's doing okay. Uh, who who knows? Yeah, but Sarah, I also am kind of obsessed, but like ish with the woman we're going to be unpacking today. It's a lot of ups and downs for me, for sure. <laughs> I feel it really, it really like I, every time I'm like, yes, she does something that I'm like, girl, as Tyra like, Banks no. once said, we were all rooting for you. Truly. Truly. I think this one, like, the scam got too big, and then it just got to a point where it's, like, sad, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think even she probably realized, she's like, wait, what am I doing? (laughs) I don't know. I think she was like, I want my money. True. True. But this is, like, an interesting one, because we thought we had covered the first Ponzi scheme before, who, by the way, was not, it was not Charles Ponzi who did the first Ponzi scheme. It was Sarah, how do you do? Yes, we thought, but we there thought. might be an earlier, even earlier Ponzi scheme reported. Um, also by a woman. So shouts out. I mean, also yeah. how typical is that of like these women are running these huge Ponzi schemes, and it's this guy from Italy. Well, not from Italy, but it's this guy who gets the credit. And also, might I add, the woman we're talking about today, she even pissed off the king. Like a king got involved. With yeah. Her. I so, know. yeah, yeah, she's the Ponzi girl. Yes. We're talking about Adele Spitzeder. I don't know. It's me. Like, I just want her to, like, walk into every room like that, even though our Adele was not remotely around the time that she was there. It was, like, 200 years before her time. Wow. It's kind of a little less, but that's wild. But she might have the first reported Ponzi scheme. And, I mean, shouts out to her. I also... I mean, there's a lot of things to talk about, but we'll get into it. But Adele was born February 9th, 1832 in Berlin, and she was a singer slash actress, but also, of course, a con artist. That classic triple threat. (laughs) (laughs) Truly. (laughs) They're like dancing? No, honey, conning. Yes, conning, scheming. Uh, So let's get into her. So she was born into a talented family. Uh, She was a Nepo baby. He old (laughs) Nepo baby. The first reported. No, I feel like that's every royal family. Yeah, (laughs) truly. So she, uh, her parents, Joseph and Elizabeth, or otherwise known as Betty, were like actors and singers as well. Um, Not con artists as far as we know. Not that we could tell. So she was blazing trails in that regard. But uh, she had six half-siblings from her dad's previous marriage. And, like, wow, talk about the Brady Bunch. And you, Sarah, you were trying to say you were Bradying? I know. Head on over, head on over to Adele's home. I know. At least I'm, like, fully related to these people. So, whatever. <laughs> they didn't just pop up one day. You're like, wait, who else? Well, I guess Adele was the person who was like, hi. Oh, yeah, you're right. She was <laughs> the one who like, just popped up. She's like, oh, you guys thought you were done? With the Christmas cards. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, So the family moved to Munich when her family got a quite chic job at the National Theater, which they got from King Ludwig I, which I'm like, dang, the king just giving out jobs like this is the time period we're in right now. (laughs) The parents were both actors and singers, so they did like a performance at the National Theater 
And then they went back to their home, but the king was like, ah, oh, but they're so good. We need them. We need them. So they got wow. paid like a ton of money a week to head on over there. Wow. Meanwhile, I feel like we're all just trying to get hired from a recruiter. <laughs> like uh, gee- <laughs> LinkedIn premium. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, so after her dad died, suddenly the king just paid for all their kids tuition, which I'm like, OK, wow, this is truly talk about connections. It doesn't get better than that. No, truly. And I feel like it's like just like back then when I think like hearing people sing made you feel chic, which I guess it still kind of does. So I'm sure the king that's why the king was probably so, so obsessed. Yeah. And more importantly, Adele went to boarding school. There's that boarding school again. Um, it always and she, creeps its way in. <laughs> right. And she came back to Munich in 1844, where she lived with her family's half-siblings and cousins. So, I mean, she lived in this this house with all these people. It got a lot of very crowded, and Adele was kind of like, what do I want to do? Who who am I? She kind of was just like, what, what's, who's Adele in this, in, <laughs> this, in this grand scheme of things? So she started studying acting, which her mother was so, so again, she's like, Adele, no, I don't want you getting Why? into this industry. I, I think. I, um, I guess I get I, that. I don't want to also, um, mom, I think it comes up later in terms of some reviews that Adele gets. Maybe. It's okay. where my brain goes to a little bit. But also maybe she's like, baby girl, this industry, it's doggy dog. It's hard. It is. Yes, it is tough. But because I, I do feel like, I, I mean, obviously we all saw the Vulture article, like so many um, actors, kids become actors or they become just like accountants. But so many of them just go into show business. Well, it's funny. I feel like so much of it too is like a lot of, because I mean, even like people from the town where I grew up in, where the, um, near the Watcher House, near the Wiz, the, the Wist Wizard, are yes. all of our, well, I just feel like so many people, like they just get into their family business and I guess it is like, oh yes. The family business is acting. It's interesting. It, it, yeah. Uh, so she wanted to get into the fam biz. And in 1856, she was in a show that got critical acclaim. Was okay. she the main person in the show? No. So? You put no, that on your resume. Got- it's kind of like when you're on a show that's Emmy nominated and you were just an extra. Like, oh. of course you put that on your IMDb. I'm like, I'm like New York Magazine said Sex in the City is like a masterpiece. It's set in New York. Ergo, I could say <laughs> I'm a masterpiece. I Ergo, I mean, we are both writers in the city. Uh, and we're I'm probably a- better than Carrie Bradshaw. I have never once used the phrase, and Everyone. it made me wonder, non-ironically. But, so, yeah. But you know what? What? She makes us say that phrase all the time. So she kind of has a mic drop there. Okay, you're right. Maybe she's on to something. <laughs> and here's what, and you know what? Adele was onto something too because she kind of just and I do think guys there's lessons in all of these scammers you have to take them like with a grain of salt because she she's so good at just like lying and overselling the truth because she's like guys every single duke that came loved me she was like they like literally said that my performance was the best like like princes not so much but the dukes the dukes the dukes of hazard oh my god they were obsessed uh, she also also I'm like how many dukes came like maybe just one <laughs> I think there were two there were two okay two for two on the dukes uh, <laughs> <laughs> five stars two dukes yeah. um, and her diva tendencies got the best of her and I will say this is also commendable because she was like you know what I'm not gonna be the biggest star in Munich I'm just gonna be like in the back and I just and she's like I want the bug she was she's like I want and she's like, maybe that could be for some people. Me, I want to be front and center. So she went to Brno in the Czech Republic because she was like, I feel this is where I will be the greatest star. Okay, like a big fish in a small pond. Yeah. I get that. You got to start somewhere. <clears throat> you got to go somewhere. Yeah, she's getting herself a little confidence boost. But I am kind of like, if your parents were beloved by the king and you still <laughs> couldn't even hit it big... I'm like, girl, you just fucking blew the genetic lottery. Like, come I, on. I feel like I can name, like, I feel like we can name, like, 25 Nepo babies that are in that mindset. That I'm are like, floundering. How, and you're like, yeah. come on. Like, you had every advantage. It's so close. Come That's huh. a true testament to you, the skill or, like, lack thereof, I feel. That's a, it's almost impressive in its own right. <laughs> 
to have the genetics and the resources and still be a flop. They should get some credit in their own way for that. Yes, I know. I'm like, <laughs> that's truly a testament. <laughs> um, and also in in her self-written autobiography, which we will get to towards the end of oh, this God. episode, she was like, okay, when I got to Burnout, these other actors were so jealous of me. And <laughs> um, like, I could have, st- and she was like, I could have stayed there forever and like thrived. Like I could have been like the Meryl Streep of the Czech Republic. I had to go back to Munich and recover from some health issues. Never got into what the health issues were. <laughs> Looked like never clipped anything. Which is like, ah, I'm back there. <laughs> That's just like I feel every group text or brunch when I don't know someone is like a girl is being mean or whatever. They're just like, oh, they're just jealous of you. Oh, and you're like, you, you no, but you're skipping the part where you made out with her boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's just not. She just doesn't support women. Yeah. Like, you punched her in the face. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, mm, okay. <laughs> so, you know, she put down her suitcase in Munich and got right back down to work. Here and there. One job even was offering her 3,000 golden, which is the currency of this time there. Um, and it was in Pest, but her mom really didn't want her to act so much so, which this is kind of my, if I was blessed to be a Nepo baby... This is the route I would take this next part. Her Pay mom me was not like, to work. <laughs> yes. Her mom was like, I will give you 50 golden per month for life if you turn down that job. And that's like sitting, you, you could be comfortable in that. Because I we that's get free into, money. Oh my God. I would take that free shit. Free money. It's to actually sit. funny now, now that we were talking about the family business, because my dad is a lawyer and he just like did not want me to become a lawyer. Really? Yeah. Maybe just because he didn't want to pay for law school, but I don't know. <laughs> or he didn't want me to be saddled with debt. But I was like, okay, noted. Oh, I didn't real. really have interest. And you're like, sir, still saddled in debt. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. For even less earning potential. <laughs> I'll show him. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the lawyer now, sir? He's yeah. like, still me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> And we're not sure if the cause of the mama drama or just like her skills or lack thereof of acting, she really failed to achieve any like lasting success. Um, Here's where it gets into. And I wonder if it was like, I would say maybe it was her mom protecting her from the harsh world of critics and everything like that. But I don't know. Because one contemporary source, Denir Pitaval, right, attested that Adele had the necessary talent but attributed her lack of success to her appearance. Savage. So Oof. this also goes to show people people were getting. I did just Google image her and I'm like. Hello. Yes, I <laughs> it's did. Her. I'm sorry. Yeah. I yes, I did just Google image her and I'm like, eh, I see it. I see it. She looks like I don't know, she looks like an apothecary. She doesn't look like <laughs> an actress. She looks like the lady who makes you like your potions. But back then, wasn't like every single play or musical kind of about an apothecary? And like, wouldn't she fit the bill perfectly? That's true. In Julian Nebel, writer who kind of like talked about, uh, who touched on and wrote a lot about Adele. uh, He cites a contemporary describing her having a not very beautiful square face with rough Ouch. Out of which a long, broad nose protrudes. He goes, the mouth is broad, the chin pointy, the gray eyes hard to read. <laughs> okay. And this guy was like a, like, 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 he was someone who was just writing about her. Why are you? Damn. Julian, what do you look like? My question. That's so funny. Uh, they also said, here's when I pivot to, I mean, where they're like, she was way too masculine. She was just smoking cigars and surrounding herself with beautiful young women. Go off. (laughs) I love that for her. I love it. She's just like, you think I'm ugly? I think I'm fabulous. Light my cigar. The nine girls that I am, her her rotation that she has going on. (laughs) Absolutely. So she was major lesbian queen. And she liked to to ball out a little bit. And she started doing this at the expense of her creditors and started getting herself into some massive debt, which I feel is hard because 
I, I feel like her with her cigars, I'm sure she wanted to wine and dine. Her woman. Yeah. I'm sure the ladies aren't cheap. <laughs> uh, especially her girlfriend, Emile. No. She's like, Amelia with tax. Yeah, I'm Emile. Like, she's expensive. <laughs> so um, her and Emile, like, they were, she was traveling around a little bit. Then uh, 1868, came back to Munich with Emile, waiting to get those acting gigs that just never came. And she now really is, like, screwed herself in a corner, in a sense, because she only had her mom stipend to live off of and all these, like, debt she was getting into. It really is, like, though, like, I think she also was like an OG influencer because she was like, oh my God, I have nothing. Like how I make it day by day in New York. It's like, because your parents direct deposit. <laughs> Which if you have it, swipe it. But yeah. just say it. Yeah. It's been like, I've had to work so hard for everything, but I, you don't pay your rent. That's the thing. It's like, say if you're on Ozempic, say if you get a trust fund. Yep. I'm not going to look at you. I just want to know. Just let me yep. know the truth. Agree. This is what happened. Um, <laughs> so the main thing is that the money was substantial, but it just wasn't enough for the lifestyle that she felt she deserved. And that lifestyle included living in hotels exclusively with her girlfriend <laughs> and their a one, a two, a three, a six dogs. Six. I judge people who have that many dogs. I'm like, I not, just, not in a hotel room. That's what, how did what you are you doing? Think? Truly, who let the dogs out? Adele. <laughs> who let it's the like dogs Sweet out? Life of Zach and Cody, but so a lesbian in Germany. <laughs> like you can't even fit yourself on the bed. Like all those dogs are on the bed. It's a lot. It's a lot. That's way too much. Oh my God. So this is when she had to get creative, Sarah. Yeah, she had to get creative. She had to start scheming. So we know that she was borrowing money and just like running through it like water. Um, and in 1869, she met a carpenter's wife in uh, Munich's district that was kind of like the poorer area. Um, and this is so fucking sad. I already actually just don't respect this because I, Adele gained yeah. this woman's trust and then was like, oh, I know someone like, if you give me your money, I'll pay you an investment of 10% each month. And I'm like, blink, blink. how are you scamming the poor? Like, that I know. is fucking also, ridiculous. She, if this, if she was having this in the back of her head, she was well connected to the upper, like the upper, upper class, like kings, everything like that. Scam them! Exactly. Oh, my God. I'm, again, I'm just like, you literally squandered the best leg up in life. I cannot. I know. I'm sorry. I cannot respect it. Yeah, this is the point. The first half of the episode, or this first half, is when we respected her. Now it's gone. Now it's gone. So this woman gave her a hundred golden and immediately got twenty. So which was two months of returns, with the promise of another one hundred ten golden within three months. So word started getting around town, uh, which also I'm just like. Well, she immediately gave you $110, and of course you get 20 back because now she has 90. What do you mean? When I had to like re I had to like source check that three times because I was like, wait, this doesn't make sense how this is like how this started. Cause how is that a deal? But it is. Yeah. Yeah. If you give me a hundred dollars, you'll lose 20 of it. Great deal. Okay. So um, but word around town started like spreading among Munich's working class, which kind of just it was like a ripple in a pond, like ever widening circles of new people just giving her money. Um, and this has to happen in order for a Ponzi scheme, like just people have to keep buying in to a Ponzi scheme when too many people try to take out their money at once. It collapses. So this same year, she actually founded a bank, which I'm like, you could just found a bank. I, that's Wait, wild to me. I guess you can when your bank's premise is, give me your money. Yeah, seriously. Why <laughs> it's just crazy. Like no one today is investing. Well, I mean, I guess we had all those like Silicon Valley banks and stuff. But I'm like, yeah, no one's investing in like the bank of Sarah, I wish. I Oh, right. But oh if you guys God. do want to Venmo me, I'll definitely return 10% Wait. on your investments. <laughs> the Bass? Bank of Sarah? Yeah. Oh, no, yes. you're the boss. 
Who's you can't boss? be the boss without the boss, Bank of Sarah. Okay, we oh wow, we have started uh, a bank. Hello. <laughs> okay. So uh this year she founded a bank that I can't even pronounce because German. Um, but it soon became known as Dachauer Bank. And I mean, this this girl knew how to like advertise. I mean, mm-hmm. she she could have gotten an MBA in marketing or something. I don't even know if that's a degree. Oh. <laughs> I think so. But, thank you. But she advertised in Bavaria's largest paper, um, advertising her 10% interest rate, blah, blah, blah. Um, and she claimed that you'd get this after 60 days of 150 golden deposits, which is a lot of money. That's like when I get emails from Bank of America and they're like, oh, get a free $100. And I'm like, hmm, interesting. So I open it. It's like, oh, yeah, open up a new account and deposit $100,000. like, oh, my- <laughs> oh, is that all it takes? Right. I'm like, cute that you think I have that Bank of America. You know exactly how much money I have. You know when my when you give me the alerts that I have low balance in my debit. Why yeah. are you letting me know about that? Yeah, they think I'm just hiding it. <laughs> um, but Adele got so big so soon that she didn't even like need to advertise at a certain point. Um, and also this is like a huge thing because anti-Semitism really was a big part in also why her bank got so big. Um, because and this honestly, I hate this, of course. Um and it's obviously upsetting, but it's also kind of comforting in a way to know that, again, like, none of the problems that we're seeing are, like, new. I feel like we covered this in the Charlatan of the Ozarks where you're like, wait, yeah. Oh, these aren't, like, unique problems. They're just remixed. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the world. It's global, global spiral downward. The remix. Seriously, because um, the reason is because a lot of poor and or less educated people, particularly Christians, didn't trust Bavaria's uh, banking establishment. They believed it was run by a cabal of Jews and like blah, 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 every anti-Semitic trope, stereotype, whatever. Like that's what they were believing. And so that's why they were going to her bank. Um, They truly like saw whatever the... 1800s version of like a tweet was by someone in a basement and was like I was, he's, I was gonna say they saw whatever YouTube video Kyrie Irving yeah. was watching and they were like oh okay let me give this girl my money 100% and so that to a point where I'm like huh interesting um, but her bank business practices were considered unconventional to the point of being chaotic which Ain't I that this podcast yes I was gonna say we can certainly relate she didn't even have anybody who like knew how to do accounting or anything with her bank, Sarah, right? No, I mean, she I, she basically did what everyone tells you not to do with your money, essentially, which was like she just put it in stacks on the floor or like in the cupboards. I mean, basically under the mattress, like pretty much. Legit, but it was everybody else's money. I know, everybody else's money. <laughs> Which I'm like, I don't even know like what to make of this. And her whole accounting operation was basically just like a pretty much column, like a list with two columns, which was like the name, the amount. That's it. I feel like she wrote this on a napkin. She didn't necessarily, but that's how much care went into oh, this. It truly it was like it was like not even attendance for like homeroom. No, <laughs> seriously. So then in October 1871, basically the hotel was like, lady, you can't run a bank out of here. Like, it got too disruptive. <laughs> They're like, um, ma'am. Which, like, like, I just imagine this six work? dogs and, like, five people just holding, like, like, bags of money. That's what I'm wondering. I'm like, so you go to a hotel room, and is that what, like, they tell you? Like, you go to a hotel room with a stack of cash, and she, like cracks open the door so that you can't see the piles of money around and like the six dogs like I don't understand what's going on I I would not want to leave my money there oh no like you never see cash at a bank obviously anyway so she took at this point 54,000 golden of her customers money and she got a townhouse near Munich's largest park which I'm like, okay, that's real estate, you know, location, location, location. And then deeply, yeah. 
So then um, at this point, she actually had almost 100 people working out of her house. But again, but but like no <laughs> accountants, um, many of whom were not actual employees, but freelance brokers that she paid on commission. Um, and now I'm like, OK, this is the real scam because they could get some of her brokers got rich off of this commission. Like they were getting five to six percent of the deposits they brought in. So now she's like the original boss, babe, bringing in <laughs> her own re- downline. Right? Isn't she really is? Totally. And then she expanded into real estate. She bought uh, 17 homes in Munich and throughout Bavaria. So I'm like, okay. You know, go off on her. And Bavaria, while she was having the time for life in Bavaria, Bavaria was not having the time <laughs> no. of their lives with her. They because, were not. Because, yeah, the government was not loving it. They were looking for a legal pretext to close her bank, but it was hard. Because here's a, she was dumb but smart. Because she always paid requested withdrawals promptly to kind of keep suspicions low. If someone was like, "Yes, I need my cash back," she's like, "Oh yeah, right in the right in the the right next to the toilet in my hotel room." <laughs> she just grabbed. I also feel like there was not technically a law against this at the time, which was like the problem. Oh, ex- I feel like because they were like, "What even is this?" That's like anytime you go on Ask Reddit, my favorite Ask Reddit thread is like. What was a rule they had to make at your school because you did that thing? And it's always like the most obscure, stupid things where it's like, <laughs> yeah, you can't bring a raccoon into school. And you're like, what? Why do you have to make that a rule? Right. I mean, you know what? This is now. Now I'm sure even hotels in Germany have so many rules. Yeah. You can't open up a bank here. And you're like, why did why is that in my uh, terms and conditions? <laughs> They're like, wait, excuse me. No, I just want to see if I can have Wi-Fi. Yeah. (laughs) So they did find a way to get her, though. Well, all they had on her was that she now had to consider herself a bankier two-class, which is a second-class banker, which would... I know, it's like bankier two-class. I know. (laughs) It's German. I love it. What a language. Uh. What a language. Uh, Which would require her, though. This is the thing, because they were now like, okay. Also, I love that she didn't have to be registered as anything so far. Which would require her to register with the city for tax purposes, analogous to filling articles of incorporation. Which Uh, I feel like is like a 10-second. I mean, you know, they didn't have the internet, but I feel like it's like a 10-second form that you do online. Oh, yeah. I don't think it's that Um, serious. Like, I remember I was... Sitting with my friend one time while they registered an LLC and like in a Starbucks. Like, I feel like. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, they could, it could be ch- guys, you can get a Java chip and a company. Like, I don't think it's that. Ser- I know forms are annoying, but like, I don't think it's that serious. Uh, happy tax season, everybody. <laughs> right. Forms are annoying. <laughs> Hot take. And, yeah. And speaking of uh, tax season and forms, she. Kind of just ignored all this until 1872. <laughs> she was like, <Yeah>. no. <laughs> no, I'm actually, I'm good on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's like, if it's not, if it's not uh, going to dinner with my woman, walking at one of my six dogs or smoking a cigar or stealing money, I'm busy. <laughs> yeah, I don't want it. <laughs> because of course, if she would have to do this, uh, it would be found out that they were full Ponzi or full Adele. Uh, she sidestepped the accounting requirement by simply ending the bank's lending activities. Which is huh. crazy how much money she's getting in that she's not only paying people interest, but she's lending money. Like, right? this is a fuck ton of money that she has. Well, it's because it wasn't actually that difficult because the little lending she ever did was never more than a front to make her bank appear legit. And okay. after 1872, she was kind of like, you know what, guys? I just need to focus on my real passions, which is taking Scheming. more money from victim depositors. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take some time off from social media, you guys, to focus on my true so, passion for grifting. <laughs> like Exactly. So she quite literally was like, Bavaria, you tried me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she... Uh, also was able to ignore the official ban on lending through a fairly sophisticated legal fiction, allowing bank employees to lend directly to customers. That is sketch. So like, like you're, I, I'm not, I don't want to borrow money from the bank teller. <laughs> Cause they're like, Hey, uh, 
listen here, we can't, this bank can't give you anything, but I can. Exactly. What's that about? I don't know about that. And so this is also a way that I think Adele was like, guys, if you work for me, it's kind of like that song uh, from, is it Chicago? Yes. When you're good to mama, mama's yes. good to you. So true. Uh, because she's like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. You can collect some cash. One clerk through this direct lending t- to customers bought himself a home. Yep. We kind of love to see it, but not really. But, you know, he has a home. Yeah. The high interest rates from her bank drew deposits away from all the other legit banks. So much so that, like, there was, like, fear of a literal financial collapsing for so many of these original banking institutions. Jesus. Well, again, time is a flat circle. <laughs> just, time, time. I, I should start my bank with my 10% interest and then see if like Bank of America will collapse. I mean, here's the thing. You I'm got you got nothing to lose, you know? I mean, why not? Yeah, just my freedom. <laughs> So by May 1871, the Munich uh, Sparkas, uh, a major bank then, had already lost 50,000 golden in deposits to her bank. But I also feel like that's not even that much. Like, that's what she was taking in, like, 10 years before. So that, but, and I feel, I think, like, just the fact that they were losing all of it. Because before, remember, yeah. she was starting just with the hundreds here and there. Mm-hmm. Now we're in the thousands. It's getting messy. So much so, like I said, so you know how first there was a king who was like, oh, I want to pay for your tuition. (laughs) Now there's a king that's like, where is my money? (laughs) Because he's like, wait, no, all of them have to have money to pay taxes so that I can have my castle. (laughs) (laughs) Or just Uh, he's like, if my kingdom collapses, then I don't have shit. So we don't want that. That's true. So, in late 1872, the Bavarian interior minister warned the king that their main bank was facing insolvency because of the competition. In response, on both October 30th and November 5th, the interior ministry placed ads in the newspaper throughout the kingdom warning customers not to invest with Adele. Unfortunately, this kind of ended up being, Sarah, do you remember when Gossip Girl ran those ads when everybody was like, uh, not positively reviewing the show when it first came out because they were like, who would let their kid watch this? Too too racy for TV. Wait, no. It's also, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, if you know, you know. Like, oh, I remember being like, oh, this is genius. I'm obsessed. That's smart. I didn't even see that. But unfortunately, that show was terrible. The original? No, no, the new one. Oh, I have not watched the new one. Oh, it's bad. I, I choose myself. I've not watched <laughs> it, but the original. So like, this was like back in like 20. Um, oh, the original. Sorry. I thought you meant for the remake. The CW <laughs> knew what they were doing. The CW marketing department and publicity team of the late aughts. I am tipping <laughs> my hat to you because I remember seeing literally like a bus and it was like all oh, that cast so gorgeous. And it was like, who'd let their kids watch this? And then of course, everyone's like, I need to watch this. Yeah. <laughs> so. Adele got that treatment. She was Blake lively because it turned out to be counterproductive because it made it appear that the government wanted to deprive the common people of an opportunity to earn mm. higher interest on their money. And I feel like it just played into the anti-Semitism even mm-hmm. further, too, because it's like the government doesn't want you to have these interest rates. Doctors hate this one thing. It's pretty much this. Exactly. The government hates when you do this. <laughs> they don't want us to win. And they're like, um, exactly. sometimes, uh, like, uh, um, case by case basis. Um, the police also got involved, put, putting out a statement similar, because they're like, okay, nice try. <laughs> they're like, nice try, government. We got it from here. Yeah, uh, what do you, what? <laughs> on November 7th, and it, of course, just helped Adele even more. Well, you know, I mean, you can't pay for that kind of marketing. So Mm-mm. it worked worked out for her. And people really love this woman because, you know, she she wasn't totally good or totally bad. I mean, she wasn't totally bad. She was definitely not totally good. Taylor Swift, both of these things can be true. 
True. But she did help feed the poor and the homeless. She opened 12 soup kitchens. So like with their money, but I know she did. Uh, right. But she, she did, did something good with the stolen money, I guess. I feel like she had to kind of give back in, in some didn't do shit like this. Not, not that we know. I don't think, I probably, I don't think not. So. probably not. Probably not. Um, but, you know, the, the public liked her. So whatever. <laughs> I feel like I don't know. That's that's cool. Um. She was widely applauded as an angel of the poor, and Just call um, me angel. <laughs> I love that song so much. <laughs> and she also um, was very like religious, and so the clergy supported her too, which was kind of important because they were otherwise conservative and they would have naturally been skeptical. But they just loved all of her charity work. Mm-hmm. So then she got all this swell of Catholic support, which gave her even more victim depositors, which also kind of shielded her from criticism because, uh, well, yeah, it is actually kind of wild that the Catholics loved a lesbian this much in the 1800s. When I'm like reading all this, I'm like, wait, like she like actively was like chain smoking cigars with all like these girls and they're like, good soup. I think I know it just I think it just goes to show, if you give the Catholic Church enough money, they will just kind of, you know, ignore whatever they need to ignore. So, <laughs> and that's and all, folks. Exactly. What's also wild is that she even bought up newspapers eventually. Like the newspapers started reporting yeah. on her critically. And she at one point started her own newspaper, but then also just like bought up the other ones. She's like, you know what? How do I get good press? Being the press. Be the press. She's like, I own you now. And one of the one of the newspapers that she didn't buy up, the Nachrechten, I don't know. I just tried to go for that. Okay. Terrible. Routinely referred to her as a fraudster. And they were kind of the lone newspaper sticking their neck out. And they did this until the bank collapsed. And they were like, see, we told you. <laughs> Nobody likes when I told you so, though. Which... <laughs> So, yeah, so in reaction to these attacks, she took out ads in all the competitive newspapers, and then she challenged her critics to prove that she was soliciting deposits or that anything bad was happening to the depositors. So that didn't work. So then she went to a Catholic conservative paper, and um, that paper was in debt, but so she loaned them 13,000 gulden, and then they were like, huh, hmm. Uh, all of a sudden, we have nothing bad to say about like, this woman. They're like, oh, you mean my mother, my sister, my guardian, my girl? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like just like the Lady Gaga, like, show-stopping, incredible. Like, that's just how they were listing things about Adele now. Yes. And so, again, this kind of just furthered this anti-Semitic sentiment even further. They, The paper said any hate that she got was part of efforts of this like Jewish cabal slash capital to suppress the work of a of a Christian woman and you know how the Jews oppress the Christians you know <laughs> yeah. how, how that totally happened uh-huh yeah, that's, <laughs> that's Adele yeah. she's like I'm just a good Christian woman trying my best mind you yeah yeah so she really got Catholic cocky with all this. She uh, was like, I'm gonna, I, I I am going to fly right up with God. But when she was flying, she flew a little too close to the sun, which we obviously now know is kind of the trajectory of Ponzi schemes. They have they all have to collapse at some point, like you know, it's like that John Oliver skit about multi-level marketing where if you have like three friends or five friends and then they each have five friends and you can only do that 10 times before you run yeah. out of people on earth. Exactly. So in November 1872, withdrawals exceeded new deposits for the first time. And like uh, a source was saying also because like a Ponzi scheme, like we were talking about grows exponentially this much must always occur at some point. Adele once more responded by limiting withdrawals, processing them only for one hour daily between 6 and 7 a.m., and not allowing <laughs> withdrawals on Saturdays or Wednesdays. Wait, okay. I feel like some that's like that meme that's been going around of some oh, guy wait, yeah. tweeted a, a picture of Google of the hours of this business, and it's 
Monday close, Tuesday close, all, close all day, except Sunday from 1 o'clock to 1.01 a.m. <laughs> like, this is her business. And then a hero comes along. Yeah, she's like, ah, <laughs> you missed the hour. You'll get your money next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not shockingly, limiting withdrawals is usually not the best sign for a Ponzi scheme or I feel like any company. <laughs> uh, any bank. <laughs> not good. So next, the Munich police persuaded Ooh, here we go. They persuaded 40 depositors to present claims in the city's district court, which responded by ordering a review of the BB Bank's books. And she's like, oh, you want my loose sheets of paper? Okay. She's like, book? Uh, Fifty Shades? They're like, right. Fifty Shades, Dust Gray? They're like, no, Dust your gray. bank book. <laughs> she's like those kids who would just fucking raw dog their loose leaf notes in their backpack without a folder. Those kids stress me out so much. I know. And I'm like, they were always like, usually like the smart kids too. No. Because I'm like, wait, how are you getting A's on stuff when like the paper is notes crumpled down? No. That shit would stress me out. It's like ripped. It's crinkled. It's It's written in pencil, so it's just completely rubbed off. Oh, oh. And pour a little out for every lefty out there because, oh my God. Oh, yeah. My poor hand. Um, so yeah, they persuade. Uh, so they wanted the books, and ultimately, this would prove fatal to her bank because they never kept any meaningful records. They were like, "Oh, you guys do that?" Yeah. <laughs> she's like, "She's like, oh, at my bank, we do things a little differently." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you see, guys, when you're with Adele, no. So on uh, November 12th, 1871, a court-appointed five-person commission of inquiry arrived at her house to perform the court-ordered review. Hmm. At about the same time, competing banks organized a further group of 60 depositors who all, they were like, we demand immediate uh, like withdrawal of all their money. They're like, oh, she's busy? Okay, now we're going to... We're gonna march down to the bank and get our yeah. money. She's like, guys, it's not. It's 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 nine a.m. We're closed. <laughs> <laughs> These withdrawals obviously exceeded the cash she had on hand, leading directly to the bank's collapse. Whoop. And here, because obviously we were talking in golden, which some of you are like, okay, I still can't really like connect. I can't eyeball that. Yeah. In total, she stole thirty-eight million golden from thirty-two. Thousand victims, which is over four hundred and thirty million dollars today. Crazy. That is which insane. also I'm just like, what do you what do you even do with that money? Like with these scammers at a certain point, you know? Don't you have enough money? Exactly. You're not doing anything with that. That's more than anyone can spend. Like, I don't like what are you even what do you even buy? She she had so many homes, you don't even go in them. And they were that, all in the same city. There aren't enough dogs in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be cute. She's like, guys, I was just rescuing dogs everywhere. I would give her a little bit of every single home she owned, which is like a rescue center for dogs, but I don't think it was. Yeah, but I don't think so. She was having steak with her ladies. Yeah. Forensic examiners were only able to recover 15% of the bank's outstanding deposits, Eek. which clearly caused a lot of turmoil in the community. Yeah, the, I mean, there were waves of suicides because yeah. people just lost their entire life savings. And again, these were not rich people. I mean, they were not at least all rich people. No, so many of them. Exactly. This was all the money they had hoping for a better future to get this. Yeah. So in July of 1873, she was sentenced to, wait for it, three years and 10 months in prison. Um. um. <laughs> yeah. Jen Shaw wishes... Um, Let her, she's like we sent her this episode. She's like, "Come again." I know she's gonna go back to court and be like, "Wait a second. She's like, "Do you guys know about Adele?" They're like, "Yeah, we went to her <laughs> exactly. residency. Not that Adele." Exactly. Which is completely just bananas because this was considered then to be the largest fraud in history. History. So the Dr. Hey, you know Banks history. In her story, you're right, you're right, in her story. The Dockour Bank's activities, this is the problem, because they had to literally write the rule for Adele because it didn't meet the very technical definition of fraud under Bavarian law. You know, because I guess she gave people, she took people's money, I don't know. Uh, so she wasn't convicted of fraud, 
<laughs> now they had to write a law that's like, okay, you can't pr- open up a bank and promise <laughs> you'll return people's deposits of 10% and then not actually do that. I don't know. They're like, ah, uh, okay, got it. Well, you should have just, she's like, you should have just been more clear with that law. I get it now. Right. Oh, oh I can't oh. just take their money and not give it back. Okay. She's like, your got honor, it. you weren't specific. Exactly. And she did this all throughout trial and said that her business was totally legal, which does not compute. I mean, it is giving Jen Shaw selling not guilty merch up until her guilty plea was entered. So whatever, in her very limited time in prison, she wrote some memoirs while her health was deteriorating. And the papers were dragging her now because they're like, oh, we fucked up. We got to skirt backtrack it real quick. (laughs) Flip it and reverse it. Exactly. But she still had supporters. And I have to imagine that none of them actually invested in the bank. No. Or they were those. They're those people at the top of the pyramid scheme. And they pull out really early. So they're Mm -hmm. like, no, it was great for me. I got my 10%. Nobody else does. They're like 10, 10 recommend. Yeah. So she got out on September 9th, 1876, then spent 10 months in a sanatorium, often surrounded by adoring fans. What is that, a mental hospital? I think so. Yes. Uh, and then she uh, <laughs> she she was basically putting on Real Housewives plays, but she was composing and performing oh. piano songs where her fans would just listen and everything. So, okay. Yeah, she's like, do you guys want to gather around? Yes. Uh, And then at this point, she was kind of a notorious criminal, which worked in her favor. And in Berlin, theater goers would basically wait to see her. So she got the acting career that she always wanted. Truly, she got literally Chicago. It just took a whole lot of fraud. (laughs) But the police in Berlin and Vienna prevented her from performing. Which... That's funny. <laughs> well, they they tried, but she she had a she had a one trick up her sleeve. Yes, they tried. Her her last scam was she used her mom's maiden name to perform as Adele Vio. <laughs> I love that. She's like, oh, uh, I'm not that Adele. <laughs> it's truly in a Cinderella story when Hilary Duff's character has an <laughs> eye mask, and no, no, everyone's like, who is she? <laughs> Who's that? Yeah. <laughs> So she published her memoir in 1876, and she started issuing... She she never got out of the fake banking world, no. I feel. Because she also started issuing promissory notes, probably to cover her living expenses. I mean, at this point, I can't even be mad at this because these no. notes had an explicit warning that she offered no security and the creditors waived any kind of reimbursement if she was unable to repay them. So she's basically like... Give me your money and you're going to get a paper coupon that says I owe you asterisk. Uh, I cannot be legally required to pay you back. <laughs> Can I say she crosses her T's and dots her I's? I mean, at this point, it's kind of just if you were buying these promissory notes in 1876, you are the same person who is buying Caroline Calloway's book at this point ah, because ah, we all ah, know what's true. up. We know what's happening if you give your money and you kind of know that you're never getting it back. So Mm -hmm. I can't even feel bad for anyone at this point. (laughs) Oh, not at all. So on February 13th, 1880, she was arrested with Marie Reedmeyer, who had been her nurse and companion since her release from prison. She stays committed. Yeah. So at this point, prosecutors decided very similarly they said, basically, if you're giving this bitch your money, that is completely on you at this point. And so she I, was released. I love that. They're like, we're not touching that. They're like, you are going into this with eyes wide open and we're not even getting involved. <laughs> well, actually, this is the wildest part to me was that for the rest of her life, she lived off money from benefactors and the allowance she still got from her mom. Isn't that insane? How? Oh, my God. Talk about enabling. <laughs> Because that's what also I'm like, I'm assuming her mom was dead by now. I was like, just the money kept on coming? I guess that's Mm -hmm. a trust. 
Her mom is like, oh, no, sweetie, it's totally fine that you almost cause a huge banking collapse. I'll still give you an allowance. Well, her mom is probably like, oh, I'm just glad you weren't acting. Right. I don't understand that. Um, I, I, I mean, know. really talk about what What do they call that? Gentle parenting. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that. So she died on October 27th, 1895 at age 63. And I like one uh, article I read. She was like, they were like, she died kind of forgotten. And I'm like, I don't think she cares. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because, well, maybe that's the ultimate, you know, revenge is that she was not, is that we don't call it this uh, a Dell scheme or mm. a Spitzer scheme. It's a Ponzi scheme. A spit take. A spit, yeah. If only. But yeah, I mean, what? What a lass. Yeah. <laughs> an icon, I guess. What an icon. So now when now we can you can update next time you're at Bar Trivia or talking to someone and they're like, okay, well, you know Charles Ponzi. You're like, do you know Adele and Sarah Howe? Exactly. I know. We gotta respect our ladies. Our our ladies getting information. And to wrap up this little episode before we head out, Sarah, we gotta we gotta play a little game. So HBO had their TV biopic about Bernie Madoff, The Wizard of Lies. And there is maybe a, there's like a German TV movie about Adele, but there's I never saw been. that when I there's, Googled there's, it. There's <laughs> never been something made here. So I would just like you guys to cast up Ooh. a few of these major players and then give me the title of what you want Miss um, <gasps> Adele's movie to be. So Okay. So we're going to start with, we just have a few of the characters. So obviously our leading lady, Adele. Oh. Who would you want to play her? (laughs) Erica Jane. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she really is fitting. I, oh, I'm trying to think of someone who like, who could give her vibes. I'm just thinking like Kate Blanchett from Tar, Mm -hmm. but I kind of, maybe we could, maybe we could just Tar 2.0. Yeah. Awesome. I like that. So then for the next character, this is sort of a side character, um, the re- uh, maybe a respected elder thespian, King Lud- Ludwig I, the older king who loved her parents. Hmm. Ooh. 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 Um. Hugh Grant? Perfect. Hugh Sorry, Grant. Ashley Graham. Sorry, Ashley I was Graham. going Sir Ian McClellan or whatever. Oh, I was like, that's who's older real. that I know? I'm trying to think of any <laughs> European actors that I know. I know. And that's also hard, too, because I'm like, oh, I know. We need, like, um, what's his name? Alan Cumming in it. Because it's hard. I'm like, because it's mm-hmm. Scottish, but he, he does an American accent so well, so I feel like he can whip out some other accents, too. Absolutely. Um, okay. For her girlfriend, maybe a pretty young thing, Ingenue, Ooh. Emily Steer. Ooh. Whose stage name was Branzinka. Oh, who's a Branzinka? <laughs> and she was an actress. I don't know what so. kind of stage she's performing on, but uh, it's probably Ooh, one with the know, pole. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm going to, I feel like a little Florence Pooh. Mm-hmm. She gives a little cutie. Ooh. A little cutie. I think Kristen Stewart, like. Oh. Wait. I mean, yeah. who she would also- you commit fraud for? And it's Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart could also be our main girl, too. I could see that. Now that you bring that up. <laughs> yeah. Or like, I've, I'm like, which girl would the girls commit fraud for? It's her. It's mm. like Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> yes. Zendaya. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the Nachrichten journalist that wants to take her down. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh. Oh, the intrepid young journalist. <laughs> yes. Who's like good at that? Um, I just watched She Said. Oh, okay. Which was very good. Oh, yeah. Okay, I haven't seen that. But I don't know if they let women be journalists back then. <laughs> like, my brain is not – I like, my first thought was Nathan Lane, even though he's not young. I just imagine him with a typewriter a lot. Yeah. So – Love that I love for that. him. That works. I'm going to go for Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He gives me journalist oh. vibes. <laughs> yeah. And I, I can okay. see it. 
Okay, I like that. And I was gonna say, if we do it, if it's if it's a, more of a comedy than a drama, well, Nathan Lane could do both. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, no, yeah, I'm sticking with Nathan Lane. And then the prosecutor at her trial, who was quoted was shaming her for her um, lesbian relationship, and <laughs> said that her and Branzinka were breast to breast. Ha, uh, Your Honor, that is not a crime. Oh, who's that? <laughs> no body, no crime. Oh, who's that piece of trash guy? I don't want to cast him, but I know he doesn't. Uh, Zachary Le- Levi. Oh my God. He's trash, so he would really, he would not need a script. But I feel I don't want him in our in our art, so I'm going to go with the lawyer from Gwyneth Paltrow's case. Incredible. <laughs> and then, yeah. Well, Sarah, I feel we can't have a movie set in Germany without Christoph Waltz, so we got to throw Incredible. him in as the prosecutor. Incredible. Fabulous. <laughs> yes. And then we'll do just one more. Her first victim, the poor carpenter's wife. Aww. Oh. Oh. I'm thinking Anne Hathaway as <laughs> Anne Hathaway and Lame is. <laughs> like, oh, I was thinking Anne Dowd. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Both, both work. Yeah. I love that. I yeah, I think I would watch this movie. <laughs> Me too. Me too. And it could be called "We Could Have Had It All," and Adele <laughs> sings a song from it. There Are we you. go. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "No, I'm suing you on it." <laughs> Amazing. That was fun. Thank you for I that. I love game. that. Yeah, thank you. And okay, now I'm need, now we need to like write the script. Yeah. Yes, we'll get the bank of Sarah to finance the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody Venmo Sarah the money, and it will be. Reduced by next year. There we go. <laughs> but, but if you had any different casting vibes for it, let us know on the Facebook group, not on the True Crime group, or leave it in the message of the five-star review you leave us when you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. There we go. And follow us on Instagram at Not Another True Crime. You can also DM us if, if you want. You could DM me at Sarah Lameem. You could DM me at Casual Dana, Casual the Guy. And thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Not Another True Crime Podcast is produced by Jorge Morales Pico and Sean Kilby. Our hosts are Sarah Levine and Danny Murphy. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Sarah Levine. Be sure to follow at NATC Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to NATC at Betches.com. Betches.